Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. If you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. Fish is a very rich source of omega-3 fatty acids, and those are a type of fatty acids that the body doesn't make on its own. So I like fish because it provides those essential fatty acids, and again, that fat, if you're doing the fatty fish, that babies need for their still-developing brains. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby-led weaning. Here on the Baby-Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. This episode, we're talking about white meat that your baby can safely eat. In the last episode, episode 177, we did red meat and now we're gonna do white meat. So let's talk about the classification. Just a quick overview of what's the difference between red meat and white meat. Okay, when we talked about red meat in the last episode, I mentioned how it contains or consists of livestock, beef, pork, veal, lamb. Okay, white meat is basically fish and poultry, okay? Now, fish, we're gonna talk about some of the different classifications of fish and some good ideas of fish you can feed your baby, pretty much every fish, almost all of them. And then we're also going to talk about poultry because there are some better choices from the poultry counter at your grocery store that you might wanna select when you're going to pick foods for your baby to eat for baby led weaning. Now, what's the difference between white and red meat? I mentioned the actual like animal difference, but from a classification standpoint, really the difference between red meat and white meat has to do with the amount of myoglobin. So myoglobin is this protein that carries oxygen to the cells of the body. It's usually found in the heart and the skeletal muscles. And red meats have more myoglobin than do white meats. So when we're talking about our white meat, the less myoglobin-containing animals, okay, poultry and fish. Now, from a nutrition standpoint, how do the white meats differ from the red meats? Okay, all animal foods contain iron. And a lot of times we talk about the benefits of offering meat. There's lots of reasons why you offer your baby meats, right? Like texture and taste and flavor and nutrition's in there too, right? Iron and zinc and protein, et cetera. But from an iron standpoint, red meats tend to have a little bit more iron than the white meats do, but I don't want you guys to discount the white meats because they still are a good source of that heme iron. And heme iron is the type of iron that's more well-absorbed by the human body than is the plant-based or non-heme iron. We love plant proteins, we love plant foods, but the type of iron in plant foods is not as well-absorbed by the body as is heme iron, which comes from the animal foods. So when we're talking about the cuts of white meat, okay, and some people historically have preferred white meat from a quote-unquote health standpoint. If you think about 
the history of, at least in the United States, talking about heart health, especially during the 1990s. There was a big focus on low fat, low fat this, low fat that. Everyone got into chicken breast, right? Oh, chicken breasts are so healthy because they're all protein, right? Because there's no carbohydrate in any meat products. So the only thing left where you could be getting calories from in the animal comes from fat or protein. And if you choose the type of animal food, like chicken breasts that have no fat in it, it's like pure protein. So people are like, oh my gosh, I love chicken breasts. There's so much protein in them. Can we talked a little bit about protein, but babies need a moderate amount of protein. They don't need a lot of protein. We never want to be favoring one micronutrient over the other. Yeah, there's some good stuff in chicken for babies, including protein, but we don't want to go like real heavy on the protein, right? Most Americans eat too much protein. Most American adults eat excessive amounts of protein. We don't want to get in the habit of offering babies too much protein. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. But you like to see some protein on the plate, right? Because if I see a baby plate and it's just all fruits and vegetables, I mean, there's good stuff with fruits and vegetables, but there's no iron in there, right? They're not going to be getting maybe enough protein if they're just having fruits and vegetables. So it's why we want to offer baby a variety of foods. Now, from the fat standpoint, it is true that there's less saturated fat. So that's the kind of nasty type of fat that we know elevates the bad cholesterol levels. And it's, to be honest, something we do not need to worry about in babies. But as adults, a lot of us have been trained to like, oh, I want to eat less saturated fat. Okay, so when we're looking at the fat content of meat, I don't want you to get bogged down on the saturated fat content. We actually like a little bit of fat in babies' foods, right? Babies need fat for their still developing brains and fat provides moisture. And moisture is important in reducing choking risk. And when we're talking about feeding meat to babies, any dry food, but particularly dry protein foods can be a choking hazard. And I don't know about you, I'm not a great cook. I'm like a decent cook, but I struggle with chicken breast. Like no matter how, I mean, I guess if you had a lot, a lot of butter, it can be delicious, but by itself with just pure protein, it's hard to make it very nice and soft and moist that would be the safest type of meat to serve a baby. So when it comes to the cuts of poultry, there's white meat and dark meat. So you might be aware that the white meat is the breast. Same with like all poultry, right? So the white meat of, not all poultry, because duck is actually quite high in fat across the board. But when we're talking about chicken versus turkey or chicken and turkey, the breast tends to be almost have no fat in it as it is naturally. Now, if you add a bunch of fat, then that can make it more moist, of course. But I tend towards the darker cuts of poultry, the legs, the wings, and the thigh meat, because there's a lot more fat in there. And when you cook that meat, the fat liquefies and the liquid equates to moisture and that makes it easier for the baby to swallow. So I like the dark cuts of poultry, legs, wings, and thighs when I'm choosing turkey or chicken for my baby and I steer clear of the breast. Could you feed a baby chicken breast safely? Absolutely. Is it my first choice at the meat counter? No. 
Now, what about fish? Okay, from fish standpoint, that's the other type of white meat. Fish is certainly safe for babies to eat. I did a whole episode about fish if you want to learn more. If you go back to episode 31, it's called Fish, How to Safely Introduce Your Baby to This Potentially Allergenic Food. And I know sometimes parents worry about fish because they think, oh my gosh, I see this stuff about mercury and fish. And I want you to know that every major health body and any credentialed feeding expert that you're talking to will always reassure you that the benefits of feeding your baby fish far outweigh any potential health risks. And fish is important for me as a dietitian for two reasons. Number one, it contains the protein, fish protein, which is one of the big eight allergenic foods. Okay, well, with sesame, there's nine of them that account for about 90% of food allergy. And we want baby to be introduced to fish protein early and often. Okay, there's not like as much data about preventing fish allergy with earlier introduction for fish as we see for like egg and milk and peanut. However, we know that there's no benefit to withholding fish. Okay, so we put fish up there with the other allergenic foods that we want to introduce early to baby. So one, you get the benefit of potential reduction in fish allergy by offering this food to your baby. But secondly, fish is a very rich source of omega-3 fatty acids. Okay, and those are a type of fatty acid that the body doesn't make on its own. We have to get it from external sources. Your baby gets some from breast milk or if you're using formula, which is fortified with it from there. But when you start introducing solid foods, there's not a lot of food sources of these omega-3 fatty acids. They're essential fatty acids. Essential means we have to get it in the diet. So I like fish because it provides those essential fatty acids. And again, that fat, if you're doing the fatty fish, that babies need for their still developing brains. Besides baby-led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, if you're into true crime and you also dig traveling, I want to tell you about a new podcast you are going to love. The new podcast is called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that all take place on vacation. So the show is hosted by a true crime fanatic and her comedy writer husband, and he has a TV producing partner. So Slaycation brings a totally unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, what the heck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong from the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, their two recently engaged lovebirds, whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended up underwater. Every episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that will intrigue you. I think you're going to love the discussion between the longtime married couple and the business partners. They also happen to be an Emmy-nominated TV producer's Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I like both white fish and fatty fish for baby led weaning. The fatty fish is a little bit easier because it tastes better. And it's very moist in the end product. And that, again, is safer for baby to swallow than like a really dry piece of like white fish. Now, the fatty fish are things like salmon and mackerel and anchovy and tuna and herring, okay? Now, I compare those to the white fish. Perfectly fine to feed your baby, but the white fish are the whiter fish, right? Cod, tilapia, pollock, grouper, halibut. Whenever I'm making those for babies, those tend to be really lean, like just pure protein. And again, they can get dried out very easily and then be harder for baby to swallow. I just add a ton of oil when I'm cooking it, okay? If your baby's already had cow's milk protein, you can do a bunch of butter if you want to. So for the white fish that are really lean, I just add the extra fat and it gets a little bit slippery, more moist there and safer for baby to eat. 
Now, when it comes to fish, most fish is safe for babies to eat. However, we do want to avoid the fish that have the highest mercury levels. So the guidance from the United States EPA and the FDA, they kind of got together to make their fish guidelines. That's our Food and Drug Administration and then our Environmental Protection Agency. The fish that they recommend that pregnant women and small children, including infants, avoid are the highest mercury level ones. So that's king mackerel, marlin, orange ruffy, shark, swordfish, tilefish from the Gulf of Mexico, and then big eye tuna. Okay, those are the ones that tend to be bigger on the food chain. Okay, they consume lots of the smaller fish, smaller down the food chain. They're bioaccumulating all of those smaller fish's mercury levels. So those big, big fish tend to be higher in mercury, therefore not appropriate for our babies. So make sure you're avoiding the high mercury level fish. And I'll link to the FDA and EPA guidance about fish so you can see the best choices for mercury, good choices, and then the ones to avoid. That'll be on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com slash 178. So in summary, white meat includes poultry and fish. From the white meat, I love the darker white meat, legs, wings, and thighs for babies because of the fat content and it makes a more moist, soft, shreddable cooked product that's safer for babies to eat. And from fish, you can do both fatty or white fish. They're both fine. Just make sure that you stay away from the high mercury types of fish. One final fun fact before we go. What about things like emu and ostrich? They're technically poultry because they're birds, but the pH of their flesh is similar to beef. So they're actually classified in the United States as a red meat. I'd be interested to hear if any of you guys have fed your babies emu or ostrich. It's not on my 100 First Foods list, but occasionally I'll see some parents doing it. I think it's pretty cool. And if you guys want to grab my 100 First Foods list, I give it to everybody on my free weekly workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. There's a protein category on the 100 First Foods list. It's got 20 types of protein, some plant and some animal foods in there. Everyone on that free workshop gets a copy of the 100 First Foods list. So you can start knocking off some of these different red and white meats for your baby. You can sign up for this week's workshop times if you head to babyledweaning.co. And I'll also link everything I mentioned today on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com slash 178. All right, well, thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys learned a little bit about some white meats that your baby can safely eat. See you next time. Bye now. Bye now. 